Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. It wasn't a simple path, but uh, yeah, I think some of that you just can't not take yes for an answer. You have to just keep on doing it. You just always have to find that next answer. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of the show. Enjoy. Huge shout out and thank you to Greg, founder of Walkboard, helping making movies seamless and simple. So excited to have celebrated on the We Are LA Tech podcast. Thank you so much for your recent contribution to support us in moving forward. It's people like you that fuel our spirit to make sure that we have the energy and the sustainability to keep doing what we do. Thank you so much. Make sure to say hello to Greg on LinkedIn by going to Greg. I hope I'm not mispronouncing your last name. Max Maxka. It's G-R-E-G, and then last name M-A-C-Z-K-A. Greg, thank you. And tell him you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group, where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Hello, hello. I am in Trakai, Lithuania. It's a castle town. It's Sunday, taking a little a little walk before my flight to the country, Georgia, tonight to celebrate more women in tech. It's incredible to really get to know the startup community around the world and see everybody's thought processes and what the accelerator groups are like. I've been spending the week with Baltic Sandbox and before that it was Seed Stars. And it's just, you know, being part of the Los Angeles tech community and being one of the initial people that helped it become like what it is today it's it's strange to watch a city go through growth and like what that means and to see what that's done for Los Angeles and what it may do for the futures of the cities that I visit around the world um I'm exhausted totally wiped out but it's not over yet I probably do need to take time to go slower, though I don't know if I will. I think it's important to go slow, but it's just it's just this constant like gotta get it all in, gotta get it all in. I can't I can't go slower because if I go slower I might miss something, you know? It's weird, yesterday I was sick. It was Saturday and it was the first day that I had to tour the city. I had spent like all day long, every single day working and um, and I got sick on Saturday, so I was forced to sleep all day. And even though I felt miserable, 
I also thought, well, maybe he's just forcing me to get some rest, <laughs> you know. Anyway, I wanted to make sure I said hello. And I hope you're having a great day, night, morning, wherever you are in this world. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening to We Are LA Tech right now or Women in Tech. I appreciate you. Bye. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent so you can quickly immerse yourself into the startup culture here. My name is Rachel Espiritu. I'm the community director of Toolbox LA. I'm your guest host on today's episode. Toolbox LA is SoCal's largest innovation lab. Super excited to have Joel with us today. Joel is CEO of Dash Shipping, also Mila Capital, a portfolio company. Welcome to Toolbox and welcome to the show. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thanks, Rachel. It's uh, good to be here, and uh, you kind of nailed it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Joel Eiffel. I'm the founder of uh, Dash Systems. Um, a little bit about me: I'm an engineer by trade, degree in welding engineering, which is so rare. There's like a great there's a great TED talk on why it's the most relevant degree, and also completely irrelevant to what I do. Cool. And yeah, founded Dash Systems back in 2017, and just been uh, doing it ever since. Awesome. And so what does your company do? So we do commercialized aerial deliveries, which is a whole bunch of words of, of basically saying we get paid to launch and land cargo from airplanes in flight. So simply took, we take a cargo airplane, we mm-hmm. open the back door, and we can launch and land cargo and have it land precisely. Wow. And so, uh, how, does it, how does that do that? <laughs> like, oh. How much time oh. do we have? Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm happy to talk about the tech, but... Very high level. Mm-hmm. We put some intelligence on the back of these packages, their little tail kit section. Mm-hmm. That tail kit section has uh, guidance, mostly GPS, lets it home in, much like a drone. Mm-hmm. We don't call ourselves drone delivery, mostly yeah. because we're doing this for manned aviation. But much like a drone delivery does, mm-hmm. we can launch and land this package and have it glide in safe and sound. Okay, that's super rad. And that's cool. And so where about in L.A. are you guys based? We are based in Hawthorne at the oh. Hawthorne Airport, Lucky hangar number 13. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that close to SpaceX? We are right in SpaceX's <laughs> shadow. Quite literally, like the, the building casts a shadow <laughs> on our hangar. Yeah, so right uh, right there, Harrison Ford is two hangars down. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. The Hawthorne Airport, I think that's the most innovative airport in the world in terms of the number of startups there. Oh, really? Uh, just the number of people doing really interesting things. Oh, that's right. Are you from L.A.? I am from Michigan originally. Okay. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, cool. And so what brought you to L.A.? Uh, Two things. First, my my father's side of the family was from L.A., Mm -hmm. so this was always a second home for me. Cool. Uh, And then second, it's just the place to be for aerospace. It's an Mm -hmm. industry I'm really fond of, Mm -hmm. Uh, so I wanted to get back to my roots. And I think the lesser-known fact is the number one uh, job in uh, or the biggest hire in L.A. County is aerospace. Really? Yeah, we have more aerospace manufacturing jobs here than any other place in the U.S. Fun fact. Yeah. That's rad. And are you self-funded or VC? We are VC-backed, uh, starting with our friends at Make in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, right here. They were our first outside check, first believer in, in uh, September of 2017. Cool. And so how many people are on the team? We are six full-time now, a few more part-time, about 10 overall. Wow. So how did you scale? Uh, <laughs> that's a great and longer question. I like to give yeah. this one a little bit more service. So, yeah. so our idea is just enough out there that probably in, until you heard this podcast, until you talked to me, you never really yeah. thought about like, 
oh wow, like commercializing airdrops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you have a, like a white space like idea like that, I think the market entry and market penetration and growth and scale problems are different than if you're, uh, you know, another SaaS platform or something where it's like really easy can like to conceive on what's going on. Right. So uh, for us, a lot of that was market awareness. So starting from the very beginning. We just went out there and did deliveries. So uh, starting with Hurricane Maria in October of 17, Hmm. uh, we got out there and just kind of demonstrated what's possible. The advantages of not having to land aircraft, the cost savings, the time savings, uh, and spent a lot of 2018 working in uh, disaster and humanitarian relief, Hmm. doing deliveries in these hard-hit regions. And that really gave us the ammunition when we walked into uh, meetings to say, like, this sounds crazy. Like, well, I'm already doing it. Yeah. It's already safe. (laughs) You know, here's the video, here's the collateral. That helped a lot and also helped a lot on the recruitment side for the team of people right. saying, hey, this is a positive mission, this is something interesting and different, mm-hmm. and I have conviction in it. So I think that was kind of the glue that really got us to, to grow and scale. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about, I guess, you mentioned about going to Puerto Rico after the hurricane. Like, how did that opportunity come about? Um, it was really interesting. So the company officially was only three weeks old at the time. Oh, wow. And um, just as everyone else uh, saw the, the terrible news uh, and the, the dire situation there, uh, the other context is my family, the other half of my family is from the Caribbean. Okay. So I had family in Barbados, so um, they were spared that one. But I always had an affinity for the right. Caribbean yeah. um, uh, and just for islanders in general. Um, saw the news and just said, you know what? Uh, I would be kicking myself if I didn't just try to help with the tools and skills I have available. Right. So I said, I will pick up the phone and I'll make some calls and then I'll stop when someone tells me, no, this is why this won't happen now. And that no never came. <laughs> so I called up an air cargo outfit, was able to rent their airplane, uh, called up nonprofits, just you know, straight, no, no connections, just straight through the front door. Mm-hmm able to find a nonprofit saying, yes, we have 100,000 pounds we can't deliver, mm. we would be happy if you could help. And, wow. Yeah. So just kind of like that sheer tenacity, like, I'm going to do this, and I'm just going to reach out and see. And like you said, no one said no, so it just... And it wasn't all easy yeses, too. Uh, I had to yeah. get a federal judge involved to oh, open wow. the port to get uh, supplies released. Yeah. Uh, had to call FAA headquarters and get an emergency uh, injunction because the local FAA uh, office was closed down in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. uh, their office was literally didn't have a roof at the time. Yeah. So like you know it was it wasn't yeah. a simple path, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think some of that you just can't you can't not take yes for an answer. You have to just keep on doing it. And if mm-hmm. the trade office there like wouldn't release their supplies, it's like well we're just going to take a month to get these supplies released from the port. So that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. All the way up into calling a federal judge to get them to open on a Saturday to release <laughs> our supplies to us. So it's things like that. You yeah. just always have to find that next answer. Yeah, that's awesome. And you talked about it a little bit, but what inspired this company? Like, what was the spark of the idea? Yeah, so what inspired this was kind of twofold. I'm an engineer at heart, Mm -hmm. and so efficiency is always this huge on me. And I come from the Midwest, from a flyover state. And, you know, that's like a pejorative. Like, we fly over our problems. Like, we kind of laugh. Uh, at people in the Midwest as we fly from LA to New York City. Right. Uh, and I said, wait a second, why can't we have access to fast and cheap delivery just mm-hmm. like LA, New York, San Francisco? Yeah. So that was the genesis. 
And then my background, uh, way earlier in my career, I had uh, used to work on smart bombs, uh, which did not make give me a warm and fuzzy every night. But what I learned from that and took away from that was the tremendous technical capability we already had of launching and landing things accurately from aircraft. Mm-hmm. We just called them bombs. Mm-hmm. So retaking that technology and repurposing it for good, I think kind of like marrying those two uh, led me to the conclusion that, yes, we can do this. And then B, there's this huge economic potential and opportunity of being able to get places otherwise that you know everyone kind of forgets about. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and how has LA helped accelerate your company growth or career growth or anything like that? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. And how has LA helped accelerate your company growth or career growth or anything like that? I'll answer in both fashions. So I came out here from from the Midwest. Uh, I didn't want to work in Detroit Auto and found some amazing companies, uh, local companies here to work at in aerospace. I always had a job around here. Uh, built a consultancy around here. So I think it's a great place to be an engineer to this day of, of course, all the benefits around weather. Mm -hmm. So personally, I always found that career growth I was looking for uh, and nice weather at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Beats the Midwest a little bit. And then uh, company-wise, you know, as I mentioned, LA is the place for aerospace. Right. Historically, you know, this was the seat for aerospace, Boeing, Northrop, Raytheon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this everything was out here. So when I was building an aerospace company, I turned down uh, VCs, uh, investors who wanted me to move the company to San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, because all the talent, all the connections, all the manufacturing skill, mm-hmm. uh, it's all down here in LA. There's not a better place in the world to build an aerospace company. Yeah, and it's foggy up there. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, even now, you know, I mentioned we're in the Hawthorne Airport. Uh, there's at least two other aviation-based startups right there in the airport. I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, to Kevin Nordiker and the Amp Air team doing electric aircraft. Uh, you can't find that in any other place in the world. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's good, that's good to know. Yeah. And so what resources in L.A. do you recommend? Uh, what resources in L.A. do I recommend? Um, I would say... Some awesome maker spaces, uh, just awesome uh, communities like that. Um, geez, yeah. <laughs> you hit me with these hard questions. Yeah, here. yeah I'm trying to communities. You know, and and when I think of communities, a lot of them are informal. Um, mm-hmm. When I entered this industry, I didn't have a lot of friends in the startup scene. Yeah, uh, or in the tech scene, I kind of came more from a traditional, uh, you know, big manufacturing and aerospace background. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did find really warm and open communities uh, just through events over on the west side. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the co-working spaces. Yeah, um, they just put on you know monthly, bi-monthly events. Um, I'm struggling for direct names, but yeah. it's just kind of those connections I've built over the years now that sure. people send me holiday party invites right now yeah. and, and everything. So um, it's been overall a great and warm community. That's good. So pretty much just kind of get yourself immersed and just show up and start integrating and attending events. Yeah. 
Cool. And have you come across any cool like LA tech companies or talent lately? Cool LA companies? Yeah. There's too many. I'm gonna I'm gonna make <laughs> uh, enemies if I don't list every single person I know, all my friends, yeah. uh, and everything. There's just too many uh, cool companies down here mm-hmm. to uh, single anyone out. Um, but yeah, I'm always constantly impressed by what I see over on the West Side. Yeah. Uh, down in Hawthorne and El Segundo and aviation. Uh, all the way up to here in the valley. Uh, yeah. There's just all this cool stuff floating all around LA. I know we're kind of like the outliers right? over <laughs> here in Chatsworth, like the northwest corner of the valley. Yeah, so. you know what though? I'll say uh, uh, I love Chatsworth up here. Uh, uh, done multiple TV shows up here in Chatsworth and yeah. everything. It's a it's a great place. Uh, grid costs and everything. When you get to that point where you're setting up manufacturing bigger companies, mm-hmm. the valley is perfect for it's that. It's the best, right? Yeah, we kind of have that infrastructure already for manufacturing and all exactly. that. Exactly. And lots of space and free parking. <laughs> but that is, I think that is the best part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, even jokes aside, when we were looking for a new uh, office, like the amount of parking available, yeah. like, it makes it hard if you want to grow quickly in a place like downtown because right. parking starts becoming a very limiting factor. Yeah, it can yeah. be the reason why you like decide you're like, you know what, I am not coming in today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so, what's one of your favorite tech tools or apps or software or anything like that? <laughs> I'm probably the the most boring. Like Excel is the most versatile tool. So I end up uh, like Excel and Google Sheets. I end up building a lot of like calendars and other tool sets in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Flock, which is exactly like Slack. There's (laughs) there's no difference. (laughs) It's just way lesser known. Um, But I really like those types of team collaboration tools and Mm -hmm. just really focusing on not using email as the touch point for everything. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty strange. I'm usually, even though I'm like high tech geek doing high tech stuff, mm-hmm. I don't use a lot of personal tech. Really? Yeah. Like I don't have a smartwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't chase the latest phone. Like I always have to say like to myself, like how is this going to improve my daily life? And don't right. get me wrong. A lot of those tools can, Yeah. but you know, I've survived this long without a smartwatch. I think yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm okay there too. Yeah, and I just don't want a watch I have to charge every day, you know, yeah. this and that or every other day. So uh, I try to keep a very, like, minimalist lifestyle on my own. Tech. I don't even have a tablet. Really? So, yeah. Okay, that's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not like I'm anti-technology. Like, we use them right. at work and everything. Uh, we build software on tablets. But, mm-hmm. yeah, for a, a personal thing, I like, a laptop is great. And, yeah. and uh and I try to, yeah, books still work pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. paper doesn't have to, you don't have to charge the, the batteries on paper. Right, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, and I would say, I mean, you guys are doing some pretty cool, like, high-tech stuff as well. So it's like, and think that minimalist mindset is important, right? If you start getting too overly complicated, then things get a little too complicated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I see uh, that happen a lot in startups too. Yeah. Uh, you have a big idea like ours and you say, "Hey, there's so much you can do with this. Let's go into everything. Let's do it all at once." Yeah. And then you realize you're bogged down with, you know, 20 features instead of the four or five that will get you in the, the door for those first 10 customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, scaling out the features at the appropriate uh, uh, standpoint. So I always tell my engineers like, "How can we descope this?" How can we narrow our focus versus trying to do everything all at once, which just kind of bogs you down? Mm-hmm. 
You mentioned customers. Are you allowed to talk about any of your customers? Or? Yes. Yes, we, yeah. uh, we are. So um, as much as we can say, um, we have a lot of customers in uh, search and rescue nonprofits. Uh, I'd like to, to give a shout out to the United Cajun Navy, who do some amazing uh, nonprofit work in, in search and rescue uh, in the Gulf. Uh, and then we have, uh, within the Air Force, we have a customer we can't talk too much about, yeah. uh, but they get the need, just as much as the civilian side, for the ability to launch and land things precisely from aircraft uh, in areas you otherwise couldn't get to. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And if you had one ask of the community, what would it be? Yeah. My biggest ask for the community is always just to give back uh, with whatever skill set you have, whether it's mentoring uh, introductions, networking. Uh, when I came into this community, I had zero connections. I was uh, outstanded by the level of support I found, but it was also hard. I didn't have you know a big name to come back on. Uh, I didn't work at a fancy startup, so it was hard to get in the door in some communities or some people just because I didn't I didn't signal well. So just uh, reach out to those. Uh, and just provide mentorship, provide guidance. I do free job interviews for engineers and just give them feedback. And just that's my one little way I can help, uh, you know, give back to the, the community larger at large. Yeah, That's great. And so how can people connect with you? <laughs> I'm, I'm intentionally pretty hard to find right now. I yeah. uh, tend to keep a low profile. Sure, sure. Um, the the I'm trying to even think the best way to get a hold of me. The best way uh, always would be uh, through our website dashshipping.com. There's contact info there. I would say Twitter, but I'm never on it. Yeah. I would say Instagram. I'm like never on a lot of these platforms. Yeah. Uh, you can always reach out by email as well. Joel okay. at dashshipping.com. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this is Rachel Espiritu, Community Director at Toolbox LA, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. We're so proud of what we've created with the We Are LA Tech podcast. To be a part of our journey with us, if you'd like to donate, go to wearelatech.fm. That's wearelatech.fm, and you can find our donation link at the top right of the page. Thank you so much for supporting us in our journey and helping fuel us moving forward for each and every episode. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.